what the Father wants to say this morning. Let it be real. Let it be active and alive. Let it divide asunder, spirit, soul from body. We push every distraction back, Father. We willfully push every distraction back. Time is not an issue. <laughs> the topic isn't an issue. <laughs> You're the issue, Jesus. You are the issue, Jesus. You're the hope. You're the purpose. You're the plan. You're the will. You're the word made flesh. You're the reason why we live. You're the breath, the air that we breathe. You're all in all. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I've been rehearsing the last, uh, well, two or three different times I've been listening to uh, Sean's word from last week. And the Holy Spirit just keep revealing to me, talking to me. The voice of the older brother. I'm thinking, okay, all right, I'm, I'm willing to learn. I'm, I'm willing to listen to what you want to say this morning. <clears throat> and so, as I began to just listen to what was being spoken, and there were specific things that were standing out that I felt that was really, really important for us. Kathy was asking me what the word is going to be about, and I said, well, I... It's going to have to do with the family, so I don't know what that's going to be <laughs> yet. Again, like I said, I have my notes and the things that God speaks to me. But then I began to, and I just have written a few things down that, that Sean was speaking. The Lord was speaking through Sean. And he says, these are the days. The days that we discover who we are in God, our identity, our purpose, his love, our place within the family, the family of God, the Father himself, and all the things that he has purposed to see established within us. And then he began to speak about, he used the expression of the discussion that Jesus was having with the disciples. Much like this morning, much like our gatherings. Well, who do the people say that I am? And then he asked Peter, well, who do you say that I am? So these discussions, these, these same story, different time, different place, different people. And so I'm looking at this, okay, the, the voice of the older son. I'm hearing the descriptions that Sean's talking about. He's expressing <laughs> mm -hmm. He was asking this morning, is this a life source for you or just another event? Something else in your requirements to measure up to. Then he started speaking about uh, trumpets. Two weeks ago, Three weeks ago, the first message was bringing a rehearsal of all the purposes of the feast days. And the Father just reacquainting with us of the purposes and the reasons why. And this constant reminder, is, is today real for you with purpose 
reason why we come together, because we love to see each other. We come to worship him. He's always having something to say to us, but he likes to speak to us corporately. Or are we, you know, food banks coming up pretty quick, so let's move this along, Lonnie. You know, I've got some stuff going on today, so it might be a football game, might be something that, you know, let's, let's kind of move this along. We got, you know, we've got things to do today, Lonnie, so I can say that this part is done. But then Sean was talking about trumpets and the importance. Gave the expression of why Israel would blow the trumpet, because it was the voice of the Father. It would get the attention of everybody. Everybody would stop what they were doing. Because they knew that there was something that God wanted to say that was important, and they would seek out what that was. As soon as they heard the trumpet sound. Loosen up now. Don't get serious on me. This has got to be for us today. This has got to be so real. Because Sean was then going through the EBS as a child. They messed with his Bugs Bunny program on Saturday mornings. I don't know if any of you rehearse the word after you leave here, because I know for me, you know, when Kathy starts talking, I hear the first four or five words, and then the rest of it, I just, I move on. Because I, I know what the topic is. Right? So when we hear that which is being spoken, I mean, I could, I could feel, I could feel in the recording, those two or three times I was listening to it, I could feel your response to specific things. They kind of, kind of don't always agree with us. Doesn't always settle well. I must be talking about somebody else. I'm not talking about me. But that EBS was something that would be the emergency broadcasting system. That every Saturday morning, he would watch his Bugs Bunny program, and they would be in a recording. It's really cool. If you have, you need to listen to the recording if you haven't heard it. Be just goes on, on, on. For any of us that were of that age. Remember what that was. Maybe you don't even know who Bugs Bunny is, but it was a cartoon program. It was actually on TV at some point in time. It was real. At that time, my life was real at that time. Sean's life was real. That was a real Bugs Bunny at that time. Come on. But the EBS was something that was people were accustomed to, that it was a sound that they knew there was importance. They too, like the trumpet sound, needed to stop and pay attention. Was there a warning that was going to follow? Was there going to be a broadcast? Was there going to be something to be said? Because it could change the course of our nation, could change the course of the world. And so I'm listening to the, <laughs> the voice of the older son. I'm saying, okay, Lord, where, where are we going with this? And so being mindful, because all of you know what an EBS is, right? Yeah. Emergency broadcasting. This is a test. This is a test. This is a test. And then the Lord kind of started talking to me. That disrupted Sean's Bugs Bunny program. The emergency broadcasting system, the trumpet sound, disrupted our world, his world. Didn't bother his mother and father, didn't bother 
No, it disrupted his world. It was personal, right? This is where we kind of go into... What happens on the day that that is no longer just a test? It's the real trumpet sound. Our world, everything that we've known, begins to change. And so I was just putting down as those scriptures we often reference to as in the future, right? That which is yet to come. So these things may become fulfilled. How do we respond to when it becomes our now? Because there's a reason why the EBS, the trumpet sound, the rehearsal, from year to year, every year, we rehearse, we await for the fullness, the completion of that which has been promised, been prophesied. We are 2,000 years closer than all of those in the New Testament time, thinking it was their time. Thinking it was their time. Romans 8.29 For whom the Father foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that if, excuse me, that he, Jesus, might be the firstborn, the older brother of many brethren. John 3 Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because they did not know Him. Where are we? Barbara Dean just got called of a response from over three months ago for a possible change of dwelling place. Not Florida. No, not Florida, here in the Upper Valley. She, she just felt led. She did what she was purposed to do. The Father spoke to her, and her reality, her world was here. And God is orchestrating the very things far beyond even what she thought was possible. Because people told her, those that she had contacted, it's a year, two year waiting list. So suddenly, suddenly, a change of habitation. Change of dwelling. Altering her plans. three months ago is now becoming a reality. The EBS and Sean's day in the Bugs Bunny, which was a few years ago, 
These are becoming realities. These are becoming the expressions of what we are and who we are and where we are today. And so I'm looking at this constant um, older brother's voice because Jesus is the older brother. He's the first of many brethren. He's the firstborn. And so all of this time that the Father's been speaking to us, it's really been the older, the older brother. It's been Jesus speaking to us and trying to cause us to begin to understand that the world that we continue to allow ourselves to kind of be framed in is much, much bigger. Both concerning Psalms 139, that which was written about you before you even entered your mother's womb, and also the world that's now becoming subject. The word says that the kingdoms of this world are going to become subject to our Lord and Christ, the kingdom of our Lord and Christ. This is what's happening. The world isn't taking over. They think they are. They're orchestrating what they think that they need to do, but they're fulfilling the scriptures. So the word says these things must come. And so I, I guess what the Father's trying to say is, is that as the Son, the older Son, has been speaking to us, He's been walking amongst us and letting us know that it's, it's time for you to now take what you have been practicing and what's been coming over the last months. Hearing His voice. Practicing His presence. The unity, the love, the fellowship, the servant's heart, all of the things that... Back to what Sean was saying. Is this just something more that you do? Or is this your life? Or is it becoming your life? Is it becoming more and more each day? Because I keep trying to balance this with young families as they begin to orchestrate, allow the very life that God is calling them into. And how do they navigate still in this world, but not of this world, but still have to be subject to many of the things of this world? So in turn, how does the Father, how does the Holy Spirit then begin to, as an older brother, speak to you so it's something tangible? It's, it's maybe not easily available, but it is, because it takes practice. And we're finding that out, aren't we, Chris, on, on our Wednesday nights? Just men getting together every two weeks, practicing what it is to be trusting one another, being willing to be open, recognizing that that our world really is uh, much like many others' world. They're just trying to figure it out. And every time we come into these situations like, okay, you become a parent. Oh, who in the world equipped me to be a parent? <laughs> well, we can watch a film, we can watch. Mm -hmm. We walk it out, we experience it. We become those that say, okay, Father, Teach me. Teach me how to work this out. But then I was looking in also Revelations because uh, with Dustin and different ones, it's easy to talk about the things of how do you then separate, how do you become uh, part of the now, recognizing that you respond to the trumpet sound, you respond to the voice of the Father. And then I looked into Revelations 10.10 in 10 John because he said, I heard the voice of the Lord, but the first thing he said is, is I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Every day is the Lord's day. And what have we been purposing to do? We've been training, training to walk in the Spirit. Sons, walk by the Spirit. Practice your spiritual senses. All of these equippings, all of these practical things that we can walk out. Kathy calls you. It's just a voice of encouragement, strength, prayer. And there's that union 
there's that place of, whoa, okay, okay, I'm not alone. Yeah, I maybe not have all the answers with JC, but I'm, I've got somebody else in this with me. Okay? And, and, and the reality is, is that when this world, because it is going on, this world is greatly being disrupted. And it's going to require us to be alongside of one another and say, you're not alone. That we're going to walk this out together. And we've spoken about this, I know, a number of times. Because in that upper room setting, there were thousands of people at Pentecost. And Jesus said, wait. And there was only 120 that chose to, to wait. Probably women and children as well. They had no idea what they're waiting for other than what Jesus spoke to them. They were still walking out that which was the old covenant. Feast of weeks. Then there was a change. There was a closure of that current old covenant age. The old covenant wasn't done away with. But now it was ushering in the New Testament church. The awakening, if you will. Born from above. The kingdom. The closure of this church age. An expression that we, as we walk this out together, our hope was, because there's so many different Ideas or thoughts. Pre, mid, post tribulation. Our desire was is that your love for him would increase, your love for one another would increase, and that would then cause us to be closer together when things in our life are disrupted rather than pushing us apart. That it would draw us closer. But John says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as of, as of a trumpet. And then in verse 12, he says, he turned to see. He knew it was the Father's voice. This is where we are now as we're beginning to rec exercise, practice those settings where we, we draw close to each other, we draw close to him. Think about how many opportunities that we had when we went to see our children. All of the moments, all of the time, all of the expressions, all the difficulty, all of the joy, celebrate a birthday, but also the uncertainty. Somebody's looking to someone for stability, strength, hope, purpose. Great. Wayne, Tina. Karen was telling us about a woman that she's working with that knows you. Right? And the woman went to Karen and told her, well, I just want to let you know I'm going to try to make one of the nights of the feast. Nobody in the Upper Valley is going to be keeping the Feast of Tabernacles but us. Yeah. An invitation. 
an expression of that which is to be fulfilled and completed at some point in time. And so our lives are something that are a complete um, <coughs> an opportunity. We went down to uh, Karen's son's birthday, his 40th birthday. All these young people that used to be teenagers are now married and have children. Tom, born up in the church, born in the church, played drums when he was 13, had a real relationship with the Lord, tabernacles, and then they moved, and there was a separation of time, and then tabernacles wasn't something significant to him. And then five, six years later, he came up playing drums on tabernacles, and God just awakened. It became alive once again inside of him. It's the closure of this age. It's the Father's presence. It's the habitation of who he is. It's as the demonstration with Barbara Dean. Father is preparing a dwelling place, a temple not made with hands. And when Sean was asking, is this just an event for us? Our life has come too far. We've, we've experienced way too much. There's so much that's so real, so purposed in God. You see the evidence of his hand in your life, the continuous provision, the miracles, making a way, the way maker. And so I know you've all gotten serious on me, and they, I'm hoping this morning, because uh, Trumbus is on the 16th. Trumpets is on the 16th. All it takes is a response. Listen for his voice. Allow yourself in these next days. We looked at all the settings. We looked at the family altar where Tribuvon brought in the candles and people would begin to come together as a family. Take time out. Just pause for a little bit in the day that kind of consumes you and takes over everything that you're responsible for and the things that you have to do. They're all temporal. They're all passing away, but they're also very real. They're very respons real responsibilities. And so as we begin to move closer and closer to the 16th, is this the final trumpet? I don't think so. But of course, they've been saying that for a couple of thousand years. And he said, he's coming suddenly. So this is the timing of it, but I want my heart to be prepared. The 12 virgins, their lamp is full. We're attentive. They're taking the time out, practicing his presence, listening to his voice, listening to others who may carry his voice as it was as the older son, speaking to us, expressing the things that were important to the father. You're valuable. His love for you is immeasurable and talking to us as a brother. Anybody have an older brother that you used to rely on, count on? Was always there? Always kind of guided you in times where you were looking for some wisdom or you weren't looking for it? You were getting a voice that would help you maybe make some decisions that might keep you out of trouble? <laughs> it might help you guide into a future and the settings that were coming? That's where the Holy Spirit is right now, just trying to continue to woo us into his presence. 
to where then these things that are coming, it won't catch us off guard or unawares. But it would be something that we would join in together. It would be a part. And that we would have this opportunity that we could then, because we have many of those that often come to our tabernacles for the late days, and they don't really have an understanding what tabernacles is. They just love the love. They love the meals. They love the fellowship. They love to come to New England. They love the time. They love you. They love that opportunity to have time with you. And what an expression of the Father, because there'll be those. I'm sure those in the upper room, 120, they had a whole bunch of different conversations and different views of what that upper room was going to be like, what that power upon high was. But they were unified. Their hearts were together. They were purposed. They knew the voice of Jesus They knew his word. They were standing upon his word. It pulled them together. It drew them close. It was a a foundation. It was stable for them. That which they could hold on to and say, yes, I may not fully understand it, but you know what? I love him and I love you and we're in this together until whatever takes place and when that takes place, I want to share it with you. I want to be a part of it with you. And that's kind of where we are. And so I, I, I don't know how best to Uh, do any more than what I have. But I know that we have been listening to the voice of the older brother for quite some time. And he's giving us the way. He's showing us the practical things that we can do every day that you can do those things in your life that will allow you to say, okay, to some degree I'm prepared, but you know what? I'm attentive. I'm going to listen. I'm going to continue to see the training of my ear to hear his voice, to know how to respond. And I can rely on those in the family. I can call those. I can talk to those. I can gather with those. I can draw assurance from him inside of those that are around me. And that those things that Father is doing, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. Amen. Amen. So, Father, I thank you for this morning. Holy Spirit, you continue to orchestrate. We have so much that's before us. That, Father, we are going to contend and believe for all of the things that are now before us. We're going to know what we put our hands to. We're going to know that that which is the voice of the one, the shepherd that we hear, that we're going to know those things, Father, that we have to set before ourselves as we orchestrate (laughs) the calendar on our phones, all of the things that we're scheduling, all the things that we have in, in mind. Father, that we have a have an open heart. We'll have an open heart, Father, to respond to the things that the Holy Spirit might quicken, might quicken to us as we move forward in these next days and weeks. We know that your love, uh, Father, for us is never-ending and that you're always there. Jesus, you are our rock and our foundation. And Father, if you go before us, what dare come against us? All that you've written, all that you've planned, according to that which is, Father, in your heart, in your word, that we can be a part of. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.